Well, good evening, Westover family. You guys doing okay tonight? <laughs> I'm not so sure. You're going to have to convince me later on, all right? I'm glad that you're here tonight. My name is Mike. I'm the Young Adults Pastor, and I'm thrilled that you're joining us right here live physically, and I want to welcome our online audience. I promise I'm not making a political statement wearing this shirt. I promise. My wife said, you're going to get all kinds of comp- uh, complaints or compliments, one of the two, depending on where you land. It's just one of those days you pick a red shirt, and you're like, oh, duh, that's, that's a bad move on a day like today. But whether you, your candidate won or your candidate didn't win, listen, I just want to start the message off by saying this. God is in control. He was in control yesterday. He's in control today. And he will be in control tomorrow. And whether you're fuming red or you voted red, whichever way it is, okay, uh, the reality is we are called as Christians to begin to pray for those who are in leadership over our nation. And we're going to do so. We're going to model it to our community that we're not going to speak hate mongering or we're not going to speak hate speech from this platform. We're going to honor the person in charge, the person in our leadership by praying for them as scripture encourages us. But what a wild ride it was last night. And we're just glad that God is still on the throne. Amen. As believers, we can anchor in on that tonight. I just wanted to open up by that because it's the elephant in the room. We know, okay? No pun intended. It's just reality is what it is, okay? Uh, but tonight, we're continuing a series entitled Boldness. We ended a series in October all about how God has not given us a spirit of fear. And so I know I left some of you with this void. Then what do we have? And that verse that we read in Timothy was talking about he's given us love, power, and a sound mind. And I took that word power and I said, okay, we've got to replace this fear void with boldness. I truly believe, and I, and I know that it is Pastor Jim's prayer, my prayer, all the staff's prayer at Westover Hills, that every single person who calls Westover Hills home, who walks through those doors, who steps into some kind of service experience, would truly be empowered by God to be all that they can possibly be. We call it a making great. We want a making great experience for you on, in your life on this campus. And I truly believe that the pathway to get there is by being bold. And last week we talked about what boldness really means. And so really quickly, if you have your app, let's get into God's word. We're going to be talking about boldness through the book of Acts and the early church. Because I cannot think of a better place to start talk about boldness than those who were persecuted out of the gate for what Jesus, who Jesus was uh, in the first century. But if you have your notes, we're starting here. Last week I told you that boldness is uh, behavior that's attached to your belief. It's born out of your belief. And if you believe that God can, all of a sudden your behavior will shift and change and match that belief system. When you believe that God is still on the throne like we just said, you behave that way. You don't cower. You're not afraid. You're not nervous. You're not stressed out. You didn't just go empty your bank account and go buried in the dirt in the backyard, right? Like you're, you're, that's not how believers are to respond. That when we understand that God is still on the throne, when our faith and our belief, our, our, excuse me, our, our, our belief and our behavior, when they line up and they get in sync, that's where boldness begins to show up. And tonight, maybe it's out of sync. Maybe what you believe about God and how you behave are on opposite ends. Maybe, maybe what you believe about, about God and, and your behavior are, are, are maybe just off a little bit. But, but tonight, I want to align that because that's where boldness is birthed. That's where boldness shows up. When I believe and my behavior line up, that's where it's born. Boldness comes out of that. And so tonight, we're going to talk about not just any kind of boldness, but boldness in prayer. And what has inspired me to talk about this subject is my wife has become uh, just fascinated with the culture of prayer. And it has 
challenged me. Uh, she is searching and becoming this student of what it means to, to really bask and to pray in the Lord. And this has challenged me in my own personal walk as I watch her become this connoisseur of what it means to be a true prayer warrior. And, and this, this is partly from that message, so she's my inspiration tonight. And I just want to say this, what you pray, in your notes I wrote this down, what you pray for reflects what you believe about God. What you pray for reflects what you believe about God. And we're going to unpack, because I truly believe that God wants us to pray bold prayers. And I can't think of a better time in our history as a nation to tap into this idea, to pray bold prayers than today, than right now. Some of you walked into this place carrying some heavy burdens. Some of you walked in this place carrying some major issues and circumstances facing your life. And I want to just challenge you that tonight that your understanding of who God is will begin to match your prayer life. And you begin to pray as if we pray to a God who breathed and stars were formed. That you begin to learn how to pray to a God who when he spoke, man was created. That's the kind of God that we serve and that scripture tells us who he is. And tonight I hope that our prayer life would begin to be stretched in boldness because what I pray reflects what I believe about God. And so some of us, maybe we're caught and we, we pray small prayers or we pray uh, selfish, selfish prayers. God, uh, if, if you're real, then, then will you do this for me? And sometimes we pray small prayers, uh, maybe because it's a, a challenge of our faith is not stretched, it's not growing, it's not existing. Maybe some of us don't pray at all because that's exactly what we think about God. We don't even know if he's up there listening. So I pray to someone who I don't know. Prayer reflects. So I would ask, do you have a prayer journal? And if you were to open it up and begin to read your prayers, does it reflect your view of who you think God really is? And I would dare say if that would have happened today, some of us would be embarrassed by the size of our God um, or be praying to a God that doesn't even exist because that God is so small. But the God of Scripture, the God that we're going to learn about in the book of Acts, he loves bold prayers. He encourages and he sits at the at the threshold of heaven, waiting for a believer to pray a bold prayer. Because that's the kind of God that he is. He's a God of boldness. How, how can we pray? So I want you to think about this today and, and this little brief moment of reflection right here at the beginning of this message. Last week we had one. We, we put ourselves on a scale from 1 to 10 on where we felt like our boldness was. And we're going to keep measuring that each week. We're going to keep measuring that at the end of this series. Maybe you've moved a little bit towards the bold person that God has called you to be. But right now, the reflective moment is this. I want you to think about, think about the things you prayed for yesterday. And maybe some of you have to go to the day before because yesterday you forgot to pray. All right, that's cool. Go back one more day, all right? If you have to keep going back, okay, then this message is really for us, okay? Uh, but, but I want you to think about the last prayer you prayed. What was that, in the cafe over the lasagna? Was it, uh, was it in, in, in the traffic and maybe some words came out that was supposed to start as a prayer but then turned into something completely different? Like, w what was the last thing you prayed for? And when was that? Was it last night? Was it a few moments ago? And I want you to begin to think, what was that prayer? What was the substance to that prayer? What was the subject? What was the, what was the thing I was bringing before the creator of the universe? What was, I, what was it that I was bringing before God Almighty, Lord, Savior? What was I bringing to him? Was it, oh, Lord, please don't let 410 be backed up today. 
Or, or, or maybe was it, oh, Lord, please don't let the dishes be in the sink when I got home because I told him before I went to work that those dishes need to be done. What, what was it? Just for a moment, I really want you to think about this. And some of us, yeah, maybe it's been since high school we prayed or further back. I remember praying one time, I remember this prayer my parents taught me, uh, now I lay me down to sleep, I pray my soul to keep, and if I wake, or if I die before I wake, that all my toys would break, or something like that, like, that's the prayer you remember, or God is good, God is great, let him think it's for this food, you know, that, that's, that's the, the substance of your prayer life, and tonight I'm here to challenge through God's word that God desires bold prayers from us, he's not afraid, he actually anticipates bold prayer, but think about it. And I want you to think about that prayer. That, 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 think about it for a moment. What, what was it that I prayed last? And here's what I want you to think about. What if God answered that prayer? Right now, just... Pfft. What if it just was done? Some of you are like, man, I, should, I knew I should have prayed for the lottery. I knew he was going to say, I should have, man. What if God were to right now just say, so be it. Boom, you've seen Bruce Almighty, right? We just got on the computer, boom, you're done. You know, all the answers to all the world, yes, 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 right? What if that would have, just think about it for a moment. And then as you're thinking about that and you're getting excited, I want to ask this question because it's supposed to be a searching question, all right? How would your world be different because he said yes? How would it have impacted the people around you? How would your world be utterly transformed because his yes was a yes? And if you're like me, that's like, you know, like, uh, I prayed that I, you know, wouldn't get cut off today in traffic. My world wouldn't be that much different. I prayed for my grandma who was sick, and yeah, maybe granny would be better, but there'd still be a lot of dying people in the world. There'd still be a lot of hurting people in the world. I truly believe in this message of boldness and tonight that God is going to stretch us to begin to pray prayers that transform our world change our community that change families okay so here we go i talked about my wife if you were to uh, sometimes my prayers are oh lord please let jeremiah not stick a crayon up his nose you know please let lily you know not you know punch a little boy out actually i do pray that she does punch a couple boys out because she needs to teach them she's a girl and they can't mess with her right now but um like i sometimes my prayers can be so in a box but, but my wife when you hear my wife's prayer my wife's like lord you know heal all of the world like god like save all of san antonio and i'm like i, I can't even compare i mean my prayers are like you know toy box prayers and she's praying you know prayers that actually matter lord let orphans be adopted and i'm like oh lord please don't let my favorite television show be off today because of the election you know and she's like lord i pray right now that 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 haiti would be recovered and all the i mean she she prayed and, and i just i'm trying to show the the contrast between sometimes when we, we pray these small prayers and god is like come on i want to do something and we're going to talk about that and that's what happened in the book of acts we're gonna, we talked about it last week here's the story peter and john uh Jesus has gone to heaven and they're there and they've been doing some crazy stuff. Peter, this, this really uh, uh, shy guy who like, def, you know, totally abandoned the faith at, at the crucifixion and Jesus looks at him and says, come on, Peter, it's going to be all right. You got this, bro. I'm going to build my church. You're going to be all right. And, and, and Peter begins to well up with boldness and he gets out and he preaches. 3,000 people get saved, right? And then the Sanhedrin start to hear about all this. And then Peter walks by and there's this guy who's 40 and he's lame. Not because he's 40. Remember we talked about it. He's not lame because of his age. He's lame because he hasn't walked in 40 years. And Peter and John, uh, Peter says, I have no gold. I have no money. I don't have a Rolex, man. I have a Folex. I got nothing for 
story, man. Here's what I have. I have Jesus. And he boldly says, get up to this lame guy. And the guy walks and the Sanhedrin, the religious people go crazy. And they bring and they arrest Peter and John because they know that if this Jesus thing gets started again, we crucified him. But if it gets started again, how are we going to stop this? There's no one else to crucify. We thought we took care of that. But he's alive. They're telling us he's alive. So they bring Peter and John and they circle around him. That's how the Sanhedrin would typically put someone in the, in the center and they would just begin to hurl questions and you know, kind of bombard them. And Peter and John are in that circle and they're being asked, by what name did you do this? Because we know that guy was lame. He had an 80s haircut. We know he was lame. Why is he in here talking and walking? What, what, what name did you do this by? And Peter and John, hey, we want to tell you whose name. It was by the name of Jesus. Remember that guy? Yeah, the guy you crucified. I mean, they're just bold, and they're just rubbing it in the Sanhedrin's face. You guys did this, and it was Jesus, and they're just getting heated. And that's the scene that we're in, in boldness that we're talking about. And they're, they're put before the Sanhedrin. The Sanhedrin's like, oh, great. Uh, if, we st- if we stone these guys, they're, they're going to become more martyrs. If, it, it, we gotta let, if, if this is God, it's going gonna, it's gonna to succeed. You know? So we, they let them go. And here's the scene that we pick up. On verse 23, here's the scene of Acts chapter 4 in your notes. On their release, Peter and John went back to their own people. So they went back to, they went back to the believers that are, that are this 3,000 group, these, these uh, disciples that are there, and reported all that the chief priests and the elders had said to them. You know, those dudes are freaking out. We, it was awesome. And verse 24, it says, and when they, who is they? That's the people that Peter and John went to go see, the other disciples, the other believers, okay? The other Christians. You with me? You, you with me? That's who they are. So when they heard this, they raised their voices, and say this together with me, together in prayer to God. Now, they didn't go, oh, those Sanhedrin, we knew it, those lowlife guys, let's go rally. No, they didn't say, you know what, I can't believe that's so unfair, Peter and John. I can't believe they did that to you. They didn't complain. You know what they did? They said, you guys were, were persecuted? Dude, this is awesome. Let's get together and let's pray. And they began to worship God, and they began to boldly pray that's what they did that's what their response was their response to adversity in their life was not to shy away from it or be like oh no the sanhedrin they found us it was we're gonna pray i don't know what circumstance you walked into this room with but my challenge for you tonight would be that you would not run from the issues that are circling around you but that you would literally run into the sit into the moment where you can pray and say god you're in control you're in charge and i'm going to trust you that's what they did they together they prayed and i love that they says in the word that they were together because there's some power there's there's reason why we do this Because there's some pretty awesome power that happens when two or three show up for one purpose, to lift up the name of Jesus. And that's what's, that's the beauty of this. And tonight at the end of this service, you're going to begin to experience what happens when two or three people agree in prayer. And I truly believe we're going to have an Acts chapter 4 experience because you're going to see what happens when they did pray. Here's what they did. Here was their approach. And I have two simple prayers. They're going to pray two simple prayers. But before they do, they got their mindset in the right mind. They didn't come out and go, oh God, woe is us, we're so helpless. No, they began to frame that even in the middle of adversity, even in the middle of trial, even in the middle of persecution, when they should have ran and gave up, they put their mind in the right frame of mind and here's what they did. Listen to how how they frame their prayer. They're gonna start praying, here they go. In verse 24, it says, sovereign Lord, they start off with going, dude, you're in control. Before we even get into this prayer, let's let everybody understand 
in this room, God is in control. Sovereign, that's what that means, sovereign Lord. God over all, God in charge of all, God and ruler over all. Let me just make sure my heart and my mind understands that before I even speak another word, before I ask God for anything, let my spirit identify you are sovereign, you are Lord, they said. And they're gonna just carry that throughout this whole prayer. You made the heavens and the earth and the sea and everything in them. You spoke by the Holy Spirit. You see, they're just like, look, this you. Indeed, Herod and Pontius Pilate, verse 27, met together with the Gentiles and the people of Israel in the city to conspire against your holy servant, Jesus, whom you anointed. They did what your power and will had decided beforehand should happen. He's, they're just framing this up. This is all about you. Got, this prayer, this boldness thing is about you. And then they're going to get into two prayers. And tonight, that's where I want to hang out. I believe there are two prayers that disciples begin to pray that God is eager for us to pray as believers. That he wants us to begin to learn how to pray in boldness and step into boldness. And the first one is simply this because it's a simple fact. We are to pray for boldness. In the middle of this prayer, in verse 29, here's what they say. Now, Lord, consider their threats. And enable your servants to speak your word with great boldness. Do you know that it's appropriate in times of great threat and great adversity to say, God, I don't want to be a spineless believer. What I want to have is I want to have boldness. Like Ephesians talks about that when the enemy comes out, I want to stand firm then. I don't want to back down. I want to move forward. I don't want to go backwards. You've destined me for greatness, so I want to go to the greatness that you have for me. We're allowed to pray as believers boldness. It's something we can pray. And Peter and John and the believers are modeling, it's all right to pray, God, not by my will, but by your spirit. I need boldness. I need boldness. But I got to caution you, when you pray for boldness, just like when you pray for patience, it shows up. Something inside of you begins to stir. There's a shift in the atmosphere. I love that song that we sing in this auditorium, that there's a shift in the atmosphere that something may take place. When you begin to say, God, I desire, I want to be a bold witness. I want to be not afraid. I want to be light in dark places in my world. It will show up. But it's an odd prayer right here in this setting. I thought it was an odd, odd prayer. Because weren't these dudes already bold, right? Like, they are already bold. They just stood before the Sanhedrin and were like, you know, they just literally were like, we, you guys can't do anything to us. We're not here by your authority. We're here by a higher authority. I, I thought it was an odd prayer that they just, I mean, 3,000 people just got saved, right? And some of us would be in this room and be like, dude, you need to tell this preacher guy to calm down. And I think if some of us were there and we were in that 3,000 crowd and we saw some of these guys who just gotten out of jail come back to us and say, we're going to pray boldness. Come on, who's in? I think some of us in this room would have been like, hey, that's what got you there in the first place, dude. Uh-uh. You be cautious with it. Don't be bringing that boldness over here. That's what got you arrested, man. Chill out. And some of us, we're afraid. We talked about we're not being given a spirit of fear, young. We're not, we have not been given a spirit, a spirit of fear, young adults. We have access to boldness, and I believe God is calling this generation to be a bold generation, to be a generation that seeks boldness. Peter stands before these guys and says, no, we're, we're going to pray. We're going to pray that God would deliver your word. It's not boldness for our sake. It's not boldness so people can start, put a big M on my chest and be like, who, who are you? I'm Michael. I'm Michael. That's who I am. No, no, no. It's his word. Remember, that's the prayer. 
It's boldness for his name's sake. To be able to walk onto a college campus, to be able to go into your psychology one-on-one class, to be able to go into your theology class and be able to stand and say, you know what? I have boldness. I have boldness to stand up and to, and to speak against false doctrine. I have boldness to speak against uh, uh, hypocrisy that shows up in my generation. I have boldness. We pray for boldness. Have you ever prayed for boldness? Because you'd know it <laughs> if you did. I don't, have, have I? You know, I saw some of you going, I don't know. I don't know. Have I ever, ever prayed for boldness? Most people don't because they never thought they needed to. I think that's why the whole book of Acts chapter 2 starts off with, I'm going to be, you're going to be my witness and you will receive power. Deutimus. Deutimus. Boldness. Authority. Some of us don't even realize, I, I thought I was good enough. I prayed the sinner's prayer. I thought I was all right, you know? Um, dude, boldness sounds scary, Pastor Mike. Like, am I going to be like out there in my campus with my Bible, like smacking people in the face going, yeah, boldness. <laughs> it's a little intimidating. If you didn't grow up, right? Some of us, the reason why we don't pray for boldness is because it makes us uncomfortable. That's not my personality. That's for that personality over there. That's your your personality. It's not about personality because the boldness that God wants to put inside of you has nothing to do with you. It has everything to do about what he wants to get through you to other people. It's his boldness for others, right? I pray all the time. Father, make me bold. Matter of fact, it's... I'm going to let you in on a little secret. Is that all right? Uh, every time I speak, I'm terrified. Every time I speak, I have to say, God, I'm not going to give a spirit of fear. That verse doesn't come because I need to preach to you. That verse comes because I need to hear it all the time in my life. It's intimidating being up here sometimes. You're at the prowess of every public domain, from Twitter to Facebook to people actually coming to me going, yeah, nice try, dude. You know, like, it, it, it happens. So here's a little secret. I go to the woman of God and I lean over to her every time I get up here and I say, babe, pray that prayer over me. You know what she prays? She prays this verse, verse chapter six of Ephesians. It says this, that whenever I speak, that the words may be given to me so that I will fearlessly make known the mysteries of God's word. What is the prayer? Boldness. That I would get up here and not be afraid because it's counterculture, because it doesn't fit because that means we're gonna stand out, doesn't it, Pastor Mike? We're gonna stand out. That's exactly what it means, and that's exactly what we're called to do. We're called to be a peculiar people. We're called to be a holy nation, set apart, different. What causes us to be different? It's saying, God, I want your boldness to be able to stand up for things this world says is not worth standing up for. It's boldness. I say, God, make me bold every time I stand up here, not for my name's sake, so someone would know who you are, so someone would know your name, so somebody is rescued tonight. And uh, if you know my family, it happens all the time. We're, we could be at Las Palapas, w- which we are at frequently, right? It shows. We're there all the time. <laughs> and, and, and we'll go there, and someone that I know or don't know will walk up to me and say, aren't you, you know, do I know you? And it's, I've already shared my embarrassing stories about how I hug people that have nothing to do with the church. I just randomly hug people because I think they go to the church. And I'm like, hi, how are you? And I hug them, and they're like, I don't know you. Why are you hugging me? I don't know. <laughs> You're familiar face. I just thought I'd hug you, okay? Uh, but we could be anywhere in the world. Las Palapas, Walmart, it don't matter. We could be anywhere. SeaWorld in my bathing suit. It does not matter where I'm at. Someone will walk up to us and say, you know what it happened tonight just before the service started? You know what? I'm going through something. Something's happening in my life. Would you pray for me? 
And I've just learned this in my life because I want boldness to be seen, not in just in me, but in others. I'll say, that, well, can you pray for me? And they're expecting me to go, yeah, sure, but not while I'm wearing my bathing suit. Yeah, sure, some other time I'll see you at church tomorrow and we'll pray together. But what I do every time, you don't care where we're at, we could be standing in the lobby, we could stand in the parking lot, we could be at HEB or Walmart. When someone says, hey, uh, can you pray with me? I'll say, right now. Let's do it right now. Wait, there's people around. There's fajitas that just passed by us. Is this the right place to do it? Is this the right place? This is the right, now is the right time. Now is the right place because you never know when God wants to try to do something in your life. And we'll pray right there. Get a fajita and I'll pray. I'll say, Lord, do whatever it is you're trying to do. Boldness, that's what God wants. He wants to see a generation who's not ashamed, not afraid, that wherever they go, they carry the name of Jesus everywhere they go. Boldness tonight in our prayers. When you pray for it, God shows up. God delivers when it comes to boldness. So pray bold prayers. They prayed a bold. They said, Lord, in the middle of their threats, we ask for boldness. And then it shows up. In verse 30, the next very first, this is their second prayer. And this is my prayer for Westover Hills. Verse 30 says, stretch out your hand. They're still praying. To heal and perform miraculous signs and wonders through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. Do you know it's all right to pray for miraculous signs and wonders? Do you know it's okay to pray bold prayers like God heal somebody, God touch their life, God rescue someone, God heal that broken arm, God heal that broken life, God heal that broken marriage? Do you know it's okay that actually God sits at the precipice of heaven and says, I'm waiting for someone to do something, to ask me to do something a little bit hard other than, Lord, keep me safe, Lord, bless my food. Those are great prayers. But God, God looks and searches for those that are willing to say, Lord, uh, if you don't show up, it, we're all going to look stupid right now. So we need your power, your name, your presence right here, right now in this hospital room, right now in this divorce court, right now in this situation in our family. We're, they actually prayed miraculous signs. And then all of a sudden the book of Acts, Acts opens up and it happens throughout the entire book. Peter's shadow heals somebody. Come on, somebody. Like his shadow healed someone. The Word of God says that the God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That's not just for them. That is available to us when we pray bold prayers like God do miracles. God do miracles. We have to stop praying for small things and stop praying, start praying big prayers. Why don't we? <laughs> I know why I didn't. Because what if nothing happens? Come on, let's be real. Right? What if I pray? I've prayed before. And nothing changed. I did. I prayed this and I prayed that. and well, That's why we don't. Right? Because we're afraid. What if, I, don't want, I don't want God to look bad. I told my friends I was praying. I told my friends, God, I don't want you. I'm trying to protect your reputation here. Come on, help me out. I prayed and nothing happened. Can I just share something with you really quickly about that? My faith is big enough for God to say no. And my faith is big enough for God to say not yet. And some of us got to get past that. We got to get past God sometimes says no. He's the, remember, sovereign Lord. That's how they started. You are the sovereign Lord. But we shouldn't go, well, you know, because you're in control, if you wanted to do a miracle, you would have already done it. No, God still desires for us to say, I believe you can, but if you don't, that's all right. I'm still going to believe, and I'm still going to pray, and I'm still going to seek miracles on this earth. Release what is in heaven on this earth. It's all right. It's okay to pray bold prayers about miracles. We don't want to 
We don't want people to be disappointed, but I pray that you would never hesitate to pray. Someone comes to you and says, you know, my marriage is on the brink. Stop. We love to say, I'll pray for you, right? That's like our favorite pastime as Christians. I'll pray for you. I'm praying. I'll pray for you soon. I'm challenging us that we would be people of action and that when someone comes to us and says, would you, that we would say, let's do it right now. Let's pray right now. In the middle of Fiesta, Texas, let's do it right here, right now. Here's what happens. Here we go, here we go. Yeah, we're almost done. Thanks for the clap. Here we go. Acts chapter four. Here it goes. After they prayed, because I believe that when you pray bold prayers, results show up. God, he steps in in his, in his sovereignty and he does great things. It says, after they prayed, the place where they were meeting was shaken. Come on, we need God to shake some things in our country. We need God to shake some things in our culture. We need God to shake some things in our life. And when you're willing to say, God, here I am, shake me, he will. It says, and things in the, the whole place was shaken and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak the word of God boldly. Because I believe when we pray bold prayers, there are bold results. Bold results. And tonight, seriously, we're going to pray. Two or three of us are going to pray. And God's just been waiting tonight for someone to pray a bold prayer. He's waiting to release a miracle in your life. He's waiting. He wants to. He wants to. That's what Matthew talks about. God is in heaven and he's a good father. And if a son asks for a snake, is he going to ask for a piece of bread? Is he going to give him a stone? If he asks for some water, is he going to give him a, 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 a scorpion or a snake? Like, no, God wants to bless you. God wants to bring boldness and wants to bring miraculous things. Why signs and wonders? I thought about this. Why signs and wonders? Why didn't they pray? You know, God, just show back up. Why signs and wonders? What does a sign do? Driving down the road, see the sign that says, Las Palapas, <laughs> this way. I don't know. I'm hungry. Uh, you know, what does a sign say? Well, you're driving, it says, you know, whatever you're trying to go, hospital, that way. What do signs do? Signs point to the real thing, right? Signs say there is something real here. Signs say something's happening wherever this is pointing to. Can we be a church that has signs and wonders that points to the real thing, that says God is actively moving in our lives? Can we be that kind of church? That says that we're not afraid of signs and wonders and we're going to say, God, you're sovereign, but we believe that you can still do them? And then when we do them, and it happens, we don't go, oh. we go, no, no, that's the real thing. That's Jesus. And when people come in from the outside of our communities going, I don't know about this whole thing. I don't know about this whole church. I don't know about what's going on. And they see someone get healed, they go, that's real. That's real. Come on, somebody. It takes us being bold. That's what, that's what the early church needed. They needed boldness. That's why there was a whole Acts chapter 2 experience. God says, I'm about to empower you with boldness. So tonight, this is our altar call. I'm going to invite our, our, our prayer team to come up, and it's going to be real intimate. It's going to be real challenging. Some of us are going to be like, I'm already starting to feel nervous inside because I, I, I know God is calling me to pray something bold tonight. God is going to call you out of your seat, and you're going to come, and you're going to pray with someone. If maybe there's not someone to pray with. You're just going to come down to the altar, and what you're going to do is you're just going to be say, God, I know you've been asking me to pray for this, but I thought you were too small. I thought you were too busy. I thought you were too concerned with other things, but I'm going to bring this request to you. I'm going to make my request 
us know, and I'm going to pray a bold prayer tonight. My marriage is on the verge of ending. My, my health is in the tank. My job is on the edge of being fired. I'm, I'm just nervous about the economy. Whatever it is that you felt God was too small to ask of him, or tonight I'm going to ask that you be bold and you begin to pray and you begin to ask God to step out and do something amazing in your life because he wants you to experience his goodness. That's what the word says. I, he wants to deliver this to you in your life. And tonight, I'm going to ask everyone in this place to just stand. Whether you're going to come up or not, I'm just going to get all of us in an atmosphere, all of us in a place that as we begin to pray, as we begin to seek God, I don't want you to just stand and look at me. Come on, church. You're here tonight. You want an encounter. You need a big God to show up in your big situation. Just begin to say, God, tonight, I'm going to pray a bold prayer. And if that's you, you want to come down here and, and, and pray with two or three people. You want to pray with someone. Get out of the aisleways. Begin to come down to this place. You just want to find a place at the altar tonight. But can we all just say tonight, we're going to begin to pray bold prayers right here, right now. We're not going to wait till we leave. We're not going to wait till it's a catastrophe. We're not going to wait till we're bleeding out. We're going to pray right now in the middle of the storm. God, do something bold in my life tonight. God, I pray for boldness. Lord, we seek boldness tonight. That there would be miracles and signs and wonders that point people to the name of Jesus. Not to a church or a denomination or my name or anybody else's name, but that the name of Jesus would be lifted up. Come on, would you just boldly begin to worship Him? I know there's no song, but you just begin to boldly worship Him tonight. Begin to boldly say, God, I'm seeking from you. I'm seeking from you tonight. Come on, church. All over this room. All over this room. In the name of Jesus, we're asking for boldness. We're asking for boldness tonight. We're asking that you would show up, Father, and touch our hearts. Transform us in a bold way, Lord. Maybe some of us have been timid. We've put you in a box. We said you can't. Tonight, Lord, we set you free to be the sovereign Lord that you are. In the name of Jesus. Come on, we're in the altar. We're not, we're not leaving yet. We're still, we're still responding to God's word. We have a few more minutes together. Let's, let's take advantage of this. Here's what I feel like the Holy Spirit is saying if you're still in your chairs. That the very prayer of boldness that you need to begin to pray is, this, is seeking the baptism of the Holy Spirit. You said, you know what, I've desired that. Y'all have talked about it. I, I've read about it. But I've been afraid of it. It's made me a little nervous. Because I don't understand all of it. I don't know if I'm going to fall down, flop like a fish, and, and, and not have control of my extremities. Listen, God is calling you into a time of boldness. And I truly believe, just like in the book of Acts, it's going to come through the power of the Holy Spirit in your life. And if you're here tonight or even watching online, you're like, you know what, I'm watching this from my computer and I, I, I'm sensing that you're speaking to me. Here, if you're in this room, whether you're at the altar and you can hear me or you're standing in your chair and you're saying, you know what, I want to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. I want, I want the power that comes from knowing a real God, the real person of the Holy Spirit, to just have control of my heart and my life and be surrendered tonight. If that's you, with every head bowed and every eye closed that's standing in this audience, you would say that's me. Will you just lift up both hands? 
Come on, the Bible doesn't say that they were touched. The Bible doesn't say that they were laid hands upon. Yes, that can happen. The Scripture says right here that they just begin to ask for boldness and each one of them were filled with the Holy Spirit. If you're in this place, say, you know what? I desire boldness through the Holy Spirit and I don't have that in my life tonight. Let's, let, let's just see God all over this place. And as we begin to pray, come on, let's just ask God to just baptize us with the fire of the Holy Spirit and boldness to proclaim the name of Jesus. Come on, would you lift both your hands if that's you all over this audience watching online come on just lift up both your hands lift up both your hands father you see those that are lifting up their hands over here God in this section God their hands are raised they're saying Lord they desire the baptism of the Holy Spirit boldness in their life and I declare right now in the name of Jesus that they would be filled with the Holy Spirit with the anointing of God with the boldness of the Holy Spirit in Jesus name every single one of them all of them in one accord praying and seeking after you we just declare that in the name of Jesus right now in this section we just pray right now your hands are raised release the baptism of the Holy Spirit in their life God, with the evidence of speaking in tongues, God, let it be an edifying gift tonight. Lord, let it flow from heaven down to them. Lord, let them understand and grab hold of it that this is real. This is for them. This is now in the name of Jesus. Fill them with the Holy Spirit. Shake their life tonight in Jesus' name. Power of the Holy Spirit right now in this room. In Jesus' name. All over this room, God, right now in this section, I pray. Those that are seeking the baptism of the Holy Spirit, release it. Release it now in the name of Jesus over their life. Lord, they've sought after it. They've gone after it for many years. But Lord, for whatever reason, that gift has been withheld. But tonight, we pray that there would be a real, an infilling of the Holy Spirit. A fire from heaven are dropped upon their life. Boldness in the form of the Holy Spirit in their heart. Right now, Father, release it in Jesus' name. Come on, don't stop worshiping. If that's you, lift up both your hands in this section and begin to say, God, tonight I want to seek after the boldness of the Holy Spirit. We declare it right now. It is a gift. Lord, you said that all we have to do is ask and we can receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Now, right now, we seek that right now over those their hands are raised. From heaven tonight, God, from heaven tonight, that it would be a real encounter in Jesus' name. Empower those with their hands raised, God. In the name of Jesus, baptize them with fire. Right now, Father, release it in their life. In Jesus' name. All over this room, in Jesus' name. Whoa, Father, those that are online watching, Lord, desiring that this would be in their life. Lord, we release the power of the Holy Spirit. It was for every generation, all people. And right now, God, we just declare those watching being filled with the Holy Spirit tonight. Empowered by the Holy Spirit with boldness in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, church. Come on, can we just thank Him in Jesus' name? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. That people would know that all the signs would point to you, God. And boldness would be the result. In Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus. Listen, church. If you're praying, you can continue to pray. Listen, church. I love how my pastor explains this. That the power of the Holy Spirit, the boldness of the Holy Spirit, isn't just for a church experience. 
It's so when you step into business tomorrow, when you step into your home tonight, that that power goes with you. And you're able to speak into the atmosphere. You're able to speak into situations. You're able to boldly proclaim hope where there's hopelessness, joy where there's grief that's supposed to go with you outside of this room. So don't, don't think for one moment that as soon as you walk out of here, you have to be here to experience the power of the Holy Spirit. That's not scriptural. The Bible says that this body is a temple of the Holy Ghost. He lives inside of us. He goes wherever I go. Take him with you tonight, wherever you go this week, and pray bold prayers in the name of Jesus. Come on, all over this place, can we just give God a hand clap? All over this place. God, you're worthy tonight. You're worthy tonight. You're worthy tonight. That we would be bold, God, in your name, for your purpose, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Listen, if tonight you were filled with the baptism of the Holy Spirit, I know we got a lot going on, but, but this is important. If tonight you were saying, you know what, I was praying and I sought after God tonight. And I felt power come into my life. I felt the power of the Holy Spirit. Wherever you're sitting, whether you're here or out in the audience, will you just say, that's me tonight. The baptism of the Holy Spirit into my life. Will you just wave at me all over this room? Boom, 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 boom. God's real. That sign points. That sign points that God is real. God is doing something. No one touched you. God himself came all over your life. And I'm, I'm so proud that you were willing to say, yes, I surrender to the sovereign Lord. So proud of you. We're thrilled. God, we're, gonna, we're just getting started in this series. To, next week, we're going to talk about bold speech. Speaking with boldness. Not anger, because there's a difference. But speaking with boldness to our world and be able to speak into the atmosphere and speak into our situations. God's word. God's truth over our circumstances. Amen?